spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. So Congress is coming back to session today. Yeah, as I mentioned a moment ago, it's crunch time for the Biden administration. Speaker Pelosi has now set Halloween as the newest deadline for the infrastructure vote. Of course, previously there was a deadline of September 27. She promised the problem solvers, the House moderates, that they would get such a vote. They didn't. You would think that President Biden has the $1.2 trillion infrastructure deal in hand. But of course, this sophisticated POTUS audience knows that things are being complicated by the $3.5 trillion. If it is still that, I'm sure it isn't. It's not even written yet. But because the progressives want the bigger deal done first, President Biden hasn't been able to get his $1.2 trillion deal across the finish line. And all eyes are focusing, therefore, on Senators Manchin and Cinema, because although the dispute is playing itself out in the House, they're the ones who control the bigger deal. With that in mind, let me just recreate a chronology since we were last together. On Friday, Axios had a report that said some swing voters say the most important elements to preserve in the Democrats' Massive social spending package, meaning the 3.5 deal, are the ones that would lower prescription drug costs, reduce pollution, and make child care or pre-K free or more affordable. So, so that's what swing voters say they most want to see happen. Lower the drug costs, do something about pollution, make child care or pre-K free or more affordable. But maybe a surprise to you listening to me right now, among swing voters, meaning people who voted for Donald Trump in 2016, but then went to Biden in 2020, they are not for extending the expanded child tax credit through 2025. These are among the most significant findings from the engages that's rich Tao's group focus group recently commissioned of those folks uh, these are people who live in swing states and are swing voters who voted maybe for hillary and then went uh pardon me for obama and then went for trump and now have flipped to biden that's who rich focuses on and as i say he'll be here soon to discuss this 
it's not a, uh, a quantitative, it's a qualitative analysis. In other words, he doesn't, he doesn't have a lot of people in his focus group, but the people that he has, he goes deep with. And of the 12 swing voters from swing areas that he recently surveyed, only four favored extending the pandemic-era monthly checks of up to $300 per child. The, the, the larger checks, you know, started back in the spring under what was called the American Rescue Plan. But they would otherwise run through the end of this year, and that's it. So what Rich Tao is finding is that Democrats are risking the alienation of the the Trump to Biden voter if they go ahead and extend the child tax credit. That was the Axios reporting on Friday. Saturday, the New York Times has its chief editorial on exactly this subject. When the federal government started sending monthly checks to families with children earlier this year, Democrats predicted that the program would be a big hit. They were counting on public support to extend the payments beyond this year and to pass a broader expansion of federal aid for families. And then they say, so much for that. The Times wasn't relying on the Axios or Engageus data. They were instead looking at a variety of factors, but they included Gallup polling. A year ago, 54% of Americans said they thought government should do more to solve the nation's problems. When Gallup recently asked that question, the 54% had dropped to 43%. In other words, the Times was saying there's a perception now in the country that government is being asked to do too much. And it's against that backdrop that the child tax credit, a big part, a big component of the so-called $3.5 trillion infrastructure deal, is going to be evaluated. Quote, Mr. Biden's legacy may well rest on his ability to confront the challenge and persuade Americans that his spending plans serve the nation's common and collective interest. So. Friday was the Axios reporting. Saturday was the New York Times editorial focusing attention on this. And then yesterday comes the report again from Axios that Joe Manchin has told the White House the child tax credit must include a firm work requirement and family income cap in the $60,000 range. In other words, let me say it more simply. He wants means testing for the child tax credit. And then the additional reporting by Axios says Biden expanded the child tax credit, let's call it the CTC, for 2021, giving most families with young children up to $3,600 a year, up from the previous $2,000, with monthly deposits going straight into bank accounts. He also extended it to households that didn't have any taxable income, providing a direct subsidy to poor families that are out of the workforce. The White House says that a permanent and expanded CTC can reduce childhood poverty by half, but the program's expensive. It costs $450 billion to extend it for the four years Biden requested and an estimated $1.6 trillion over 10 years. So it is an enormous piece of the debate that Congress will confront coming back to Washington today. And then the final piece of this is now The Hill reporting today 
following up on the other reporting that I've shared with you, that Manchin has reportedly laid down new red lines for the Democrats' multi-trillion dollar reconciliation bill, this time making demands regarding this the expanded child tax provision. Progressives, however, are unlikely to get on board with the scaled back version of the child tax credit. And this is the debate that will play itself out today, tomorrow, and until a vote is taken on or about Halloween. Allow me to expand on this subject with a special guest because it's Rich Tao who has played such a critical role in this being a focal part of so much of our conversation. Rich Tao, who, of course, runs these focus groups for swing voters, and he's here to explain what Axios was talking about. Rich, thanks so much for coming back. Let's not take for granted that people know what it is you do on a monthly basis. Do describe. So, Good morning, Michael. Yes, what we do every month is we conduct focus groups with Trump to Biden voters. These are voters who voted for Trump in 2016, then flipped over to Biden in 2020. And you, you've you done this, I mean, in COVID, you've been doing this via Zoom. But, of course, before we hit the pandemic, you were out on the road, always in swing counties and always with swing voters. Exactly. So before the election, we looked at Obama to Trump voters, Obama in 12 to Trump in 16. After the election, we flipped to Trump to Biden voters, and we do these via Zoom, uh, and the respondents all live in the most competitive 2020 counties. So these aren't people from, you know, Wyoming or, uh, you know, Rhode Island. They're from Florida, Texas, Arizona, uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and so forth. So what's the beef? Why do the Trump to Biden voters have a problem with expanding the child tax credit? Well, simply put, uh, their, their beef sounds like the complaints we heard about welfare back in the 1980s and 90s which is essentially that people are taking advantage. They're getting money that they don't need, uh, that they should be working. It's depressing their, their labor, uh, that it's causing them to have children they wouldn't otherwise have just to get the tax credit. Um, in fact, we've got some audio of it if you wanted to play that. Please, let's hear it. What do you, what, what do you, set it up and tell me what I'm about to hear. So I was asking about so I, the context for this is that there's, uh, we, we asked about the child tax credit and a variety of other things in the reconciliation bill. The first thing we uncovered is that a lot of people didn't know anything about the reconciliation bill generally or what was before Congress. Uh, but once I introduced seven different key components of it, I asked how many of them would want to see these things become law. And as you mentioned in the Axios piece, there are a number of things about uh, 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 Medicare and about um, uh, fighting climate change, that scored very well. But at the bottom of the list, only four out of the 12 respondents wanted to see the child tax credit expanded to the year 2025. So I was curious as to why. And so what you're about to hear are the reasons why people said they don't want to have it expanded. The child tax credit was the one, the only one I really have a problem with. That's, that's throwing more money towards people that we don't really need to throw at them, that we don't have. Okay. If we just raise the minimum wage, people could thrive. It seems arbitrary. It's not targeting a certain group of need. I think people are going to take advantage of it. And, you know, they're going to take on more kids. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, the government will bail us out. The child tax credit specifically is just going to promote more people to stay at home and not go to work because they're getting this free money handed to them. 
You know what it reminds me of, Rich? Your finding is echoed by a reversal in Gallup data. In other words, a Gallup poll last year found that 54% of Americans thought government should do more to solve the nation's problems. That's the highest level in nearly three-decade history of annual polling. This year's results showed only 43% now support that statement. In other words, the perception nationally and, and even more so among the swing voters that you worked with People now think that government is taking on too much responsibility. Yeah, there, there's, there's definitely that concern. I think it, the people I was talking to, it was less about overburdening government, um, mm-hmm. and it was much more about the specific effect it was having on individual people and the people that they, they know. And in fact, we have another clip uh, teed up that talks about the $300 that people are getting, um, and there's one exchange I had with a woman named Lisa. Uh, who I I think you'll you'll find quite interesting because I was kind of nonplussed about the the the, th- the effect of the three hundred dollars and how uh, at least in her mind it was perverting people's behavior um, and how people were taking advantage because of it. So so just so I'm, I'm clear about this, there are people who are not working right now because Uncle Sam is handing them three hundred dollars per kid per month. Yep. Okay. How many of you personally know people who are not working? because they're getting the child tax credit. Three of you, specifically because of the child tax credit, they're not going to work. Okay. It, it, I know for the person I know, it helps. Um, I actually know two. One gets paid under the table, so she's still collecting the child tax credit. The other person is also getting paid under the table as a bartender and getting the tax credit. Okay. And how does that make you feel? Oh, I'm not happy about it. I have to get up every day and go to work. You know, I I think if you're capable of working and both of these people are, then they should be working. So, Rich Tao, what it tells me is that Senator Manchin is is acting because he's now saying he wants means testing and he wants to make sure that people are working to get the child tax credit, uh, that he's got public support for the position that he's taken. Michael, one of the things I've learned about members of Congress over the years yeah. is that they know exactly what their constituents want. And Manchin sounds to me like he has his finger on the pulse of the people who keep him in office, given the fact he lives in a very red state and he represents them as a Democrat. So to me, I think Manchin is precisely where these swing voters are that I'm talking to. And that's that's a reflection of his ability to understand what his constituents are, are looking for. And I think that, um, that it's easy for people in a very blue state to say, yes, let's expand the child tax credit. It lifts all these billions of children out of poverty. Isn't this a great thing? And to have their constituents in those states say, yes, keep it going. But I, I think among the people I'm talking to who you know are sort of like the American weather vane, right? They can go in either direction based upon just a limited amount of information that ultimately um, this child tax credit is it was the the, the 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 most vulnerable part of the entire package for the reasons we've just played in those clips this is this is, this is about fostering resentment and i to me this is, the democrats are are making themselves extremely vulnerable to extend something that so many of these people one had heard about um, when they didn't know about a lot of other things they knew about this and they were resentful over other people getting it when they thought they didn't deserve it.
Rich, sum up and make us all look smart. What's the takeaway from Rich Tao, the president and CEO of Engages, having just done another swing voter focus group? What did you learn? Well, besides what we've just been talking about, the other thing I think that we've learned, uh, and I'll be writing about it this week in Smirconish.com, is the, the, the declining fortunes of Joe Biden in terms of how he makes people feel. I don't know if you remember, Michael, earlier in the year, I, every month I ask, you know, when you see Biden on TV, what is the one emotion you feel most strongly? And earlier in the year, soon after he took office, they'd say things like, he makes, he makes me feel calm, he, I feel relieved, I feel like I'm secure. I heard just a little bit of that in the focus groups uh, last Tuesday night. But let me tell you what else I heard. He makes me feel disappointed, helpless, irritated, concerned, frustrated. Those are and the these words are, that I kept and, and these, just to remind people, these are coming from people who voted for him. These are people who voted for Voted him, for yes. him. Right. Voted for him. Rich, so, as you know, always. In the past, I would ask if you could, if, if Trump and Biden were running against each other in the elections tomorrow, who would you take? And almost universally, people would stick with Biden. Well, this time I had three out of 12 who would flip back over to Trump. So, you know, it's, it's a really interesting phenomenon. You, you could see the slide in public opinion in these conversations with people. And I think it's this, this, this slow drip that is the big concern if I were the Biden people looking at what's happening to him right now. Rich, thank you so much for continuing to come back and share these insights. I'm fascinated by them, and I'm sure the audience finds it very interesting as well. Rich Tao, thank you. Thank you, Michael. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.